can't help but listen to Pamtastic's comedy. Welcome to the weekly review. We're going to be playing a vintage pre-recorded we, uh, weekly. It's a heterotopia, but it's Roman, so yay. All right, the weekly review with Roman Reimer here on MutinyRadio.fm. That you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Saturday afternoon, and uh, we can't wait to get to it. We've got special guests coming in, we've got some special features, and we've got a very special experiment. Currently, here at the Mooney Radio Studios, here in the beautiful mission, I have a 1977 Fender that you and those around you feel slung around my neck. At some point, maybe more than one point during today's broadcast, I'm going to wail. I'm going to shred this guitar. Just for fun, this is a little experiment. Later on tonight, I'm going to be DJing at... Yeah. 
thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty One, the symbol, the prince. That was controversy, and uh, I'm feeling a little uh, ripe for uh, controversy today. It's July 3rd, 2017. Fuck you, America. Fuck you, America, for your prisons. 
Fuck you, America, for your economic disparities. Fuck you, America, for your pigs. Fuck you, America, for your bombs. And you know, we are most vicious with those we are closest to. So I was born and bred in this slaveocracy known as the United Capitalist Prison States of America. And if you are like me, listening, and you are critical of the genocidal tendencies, if you believe in the people, if you believe in liberty, for all people, not just select designated groups, if you believe in living a life where we love and hold and take care of each other, all without seeming to make a point of defiling each other and the earth in as many ways as we conceive. If that is you, then when I say fuck you, I am not speaking to you. But you see, I'm not American as apple pie. I don't roll that way. If anything, I'll say I'm American as Charlie Parker, and we all know how Bird rolled. All right, folks, I am. it's my pleasure and honor to be here with you today once again. This is yours truly, DJ Ashik on the decks, and we are here with Heterotopia. Uh, I have missed you guys very much. What happened is uh, I got stuck on this new job, which has uh, kept me away from you for a little while, and it's going to continue to keep me uh, away from you for a little while. And uh, that is why uh, it's my uh, honor and pleasure to uh, bring on DJ Roman, who is going to be rocking Heterotopia with us uh, moving forward, because we know you need your dose, folks. Roman, welcome to Heterotopia. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on. So, um, as per usual, we're gonna we're gonna get down on that international tip, uh, because you know even though we started out with a uh, shall we say elegy to the United Capitalist Prison States of America, composed by yours truly in my not so eloquent but uh, pointed way, and uh, but we realize that uh, right, wrong, indifferent, we do live in a globally connected. Uh, world if that's not too redundant and uh and we understand that the viciousness or the vicissitudes of patriotism in the ucpsa have an impact worldwide as well as the fact that events and uh, uh politics worldwide have an effect on us here at home and if we're ever going to get anywhere in this motherfucker it's going to be by uh, by having each other's back you agree roman absolutely so uh so without further ado uh i'm gonna hit you with a little uh july 4th edition heterotopia sounds and then roman and i are going to come back with you in a hot minute and uh start jibber jabbering about uh the things that are happening in your my our world sound good folks uh all right uh let's let's get this started once again uh very happy to be able to be back actually it's uncle scams uh it's uncle scams i i, I do owe uncle scam for this um because due to uncle scams holiday tomorrow uh i got the day off work which is again work has gotten in the way of me being here with y'all and so without uh, uncle scams little holiday tomorrow i wouldn't have the privilege of being here with roman 
Cohen and y'all on Heterotopia. So, uh... Thanks, Uncle Scam. Also, fuck you for the $500 I paid this morning. All right, enough said. Let's, uh, let, let's rock and roll with it. Stay tuned. Enjoy, folks. America. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? America. This is the most morally polluted, degenerate, insane nation on the face of this earth. This country is not controlled by the United States Constitution. This country do not function under the democratic process. This country is controlled and governed by the capitalists. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Why would anybody want to incite a riot? Good heavens. Wake up, wake up. Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. Wake up, wake up. Capital follows the profit margin. Always, always. Prison construction, America's sole growth industry. America, there's so much to say. They were kind, they were polite in their sophistication, smiling but never too loudly. Acting in civilized manner, an illusion of gentleness always fighting to get their way. While the people see, the people know, the people wait, the people say, the closing of your doors will never shut us out. The closing of your doors can only shut you in. We know the predator. We see them feed on us. We are aware to starve the beast is our destiny. The times they were kind, they were polite, but never honest. We see your technological society devour you before your very eyes. We hear your anguished cries exalting greed through progress. While you seek material advances, the sound of flowers dying carry messages through the wind trying to tell you about balance and your safety. But your minds are chained to your machines and the strings dangling from your puppeteer's hands, turning you, twisting you into forms and confusions beyond your control. Your mind for a job, your mind for a TV, your mind for a hairdryer, your mind for consumption. With your atom bombs, your material bombs, your drug bombs, your racial bombs, your class bombs, your sexist bombs, your ageist bombs, devastating your natural shelters, making you homeless on earth, chasing you into illusions, fooling you, making you pretend you can run away from the ravishing of your spirit. While the sound of flowers dying carry messages through the wind, trying to tell you about balance and your safety trying to isolate us in a dimension called loneliness, leading us into the trap, believe in their power, but not in ourselves, piling us with guilt, always taking the blame, greed chasing out the balance, trying to isolate us in a dimension called loneliness, economic deity seizing power, through illusions created, armies are justified, class systems are democracy, 
God listens to warmongers' prayers. Tyranny is here, divide and conquer, trying to isolate us in a dimension called loneliness. Greed a parent, insecurity the happiness companion, genocide conceived in sophistication, technologic material civilization, a rationalization, replacing a way to live, trying to isolate us in a dimension called loneliness. God, we hope you don't mind, but we would like to talk to you. There are some things we need to straighten out. It's about these Christians. They claim to be from your nation, but man, you should see the things they do all the time, blaming it on you. Manifest destiny, genocide, maximize profit, sterilization, raping the earth, lying, taking more than they need in all the forms of the greed. We ask them why. They say it's God's will. Damn, God, they make it so hard. Remember Jesus? Would you send him back to them? Tell them not to kill him. Rather, they should listen. Stop abusing his name and yours. We do not mean to be disrespectful, but you know how it is. Our people have their own ways. We never even heard of you until not long ago. Your representative spoke magnificent things of you, which we were willing to believe. But from the way they acted, we know you and we were being deceived. We do not mean you or your Christian children any bad, but you all came to take all we had. We have not seen you, but we have heard so much. It is time for you to decide what life is worth. We already remember, but maybe you forgot. Look at us. Look at us, we are of earth and water. Look at them, it is the same. Look at us. We are suffering all these years. Look at them, they are connected. Look at us, we are in pain. Look at them, surprised at our anger. Look at us, we are struggling to survive. Look at them, expecting sorrow be benign. Look at us, we are the ones called pagan. Look at them, on their arrival. Look at us, we are called subversive. Look at them, descending from name callers. Look at us, we wept sadly in the long dark. Look at them, hiding in technologic light. Look at us, we buried the generations. Look at them, inventing the body count. Look at us, we are older than America. Look at them, chasing a fountain of youth. Look at us, we are embracing Earth. Look at them, clutching today. Look at us, we are living in the generations. Look at them, existing in jobs and debt. Look at us, we have escaped many times. Look at them, they cannot remember. Look at us, we are healing. Look at them, their medicine is patented. Look at us, we are trying. Look at them, what are they doing? Look at us, we are children of Earth. Look at them, who are they? can learn about Reverend King, so many other things. Frederick Douglass is an example of somebody who's done an amazing job and is being recognized more and more, I notice. Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, and millions more black Americans who made America what it is today. Big impact. I'm proud to honor this heritage, and we'll be honoring it more and more, the folks at the table. Pardon me. In almost all cases. And allow me to ask, why am I called upon to speak here today? What have I, or those I represent, to do with your national independence? Are the great principles 
of political freedom and of natural justice embodied in that Declaration of Independence extended to us? And am I therefore called upon to bring our humble offering to the national altar and to confess the benefits and express devout gratitude for the blessings resulting from your independence to us? I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The rich inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by me. The sunlight that brought life and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, I must mourn. To drag a man in fetters into the grand illuminated temple of liberty and call upon him to join you in joyous anthems were inhuman mockery and sacrilegious irony. Do you mean, citizens, to mock me by asking me to speak today? What to the American slave is your 4th of July? I answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days of the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is a constant victim. To him, your celebration is a sham. Your boasted liberty, an unholy license, your national greatness, swelling vanity, your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless, your denunciation of tyrants, brass-fronted impudence, your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery, your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings, with all your religious parade and solemnity, are to him mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes that would, that would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a nation of the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody than are the people of these United States at this very hour. At a time like this, scorching irony, not convincing argument, is needed. Oh, had I the ability and could reach the nation's ear, I would today pour forth a stream, a fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, the earthquake. The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed to crimes against God and man. 
must be proclaimed and denounced. Yes, yes. Check this out. In this quest to understand what is man, dug deep in Tanzania, in the sands of Sudan, I studied the symbols of lions and rams that span from Ivory Coast to the land of Ethiopians, oldest known, masons of bricks and stones, picture cults of Amman, Mini sits on the throne, built the city of Memphis at the core of the zone, the stood pyramids 2000 before Rome, the birth of the first dynasty, military legions, centuries of war over the lower delta regions when the Thebans had raised the greatest nation in reign. From Abyssinia to the Mediterranean As the weather's changing Once was plush, now desert sands Landscapes to dust Great tribes migrate in the western exodus Unexpected movements, so they must adjust To what's ahead Some route to the south instead Led the expedition New tribes, new traditions If you listen, you hear Bantu and many men Cause they move from Cameroon Mingled with Namibians Even reach Khartoum Hope that one day soon We all share the same knowledge So we all can bloom Cause you destined and doomed To never be your own man if you don't know your homeland, know your homeland I keep an eye out, so I can seek the lies out Don't trust that shit, get lit and find out And let the rhymes out, one line at a time So we all shine, one heart, one mind Keep an eye out, so I can seek the lies out Don't trust that shit, get lit and find out And let the rhymes out, one line at a time So we all shine, one heart, one mind This rich continent left in shambles eventually The great scramble of the 19th century With heightened intensity and the seizures of Land. Chancellor Bismarck's conference where it all began The armies of France and Britain took to the seas While local leaders agreed to treaties with the Portuguese Unable to see its context and its meaning by the next century 90% European neatly fenced in the regions Labeled heathens and made the workers field hands in the hottest seasons These plots of lands of expanding black nations Now captives of colonial laws and taxation on plantations Take the goods from the soil Cocoa, gold, ground nuts and palm oil Loyal middlemen so they Souls for a profit compared to the price they paid They got the opposite and paved the way For many decades of hardship Even today the scars hard to part with So let's start this process of salvage the wealth Recognize true progress is knowledge itself I keep an eye out so I can seek the lies out Don't trust in shit, get lit and find out Then let the rhymes out one line at a time So we all shine, one heart, one mind I keep an eye out so I can seek the lies out Don't trust in shit, get lit and find out Then let the rhymes out one line at a time Check this out now, y'all Uprisings in the streets speak louder than words So when the right men speak, then the crowd get heard So it occurred, mile mile, Jomo Kenyatta Mobilizing the poor from Zanzibar to Mombasa Advancing the cars, outlaws armed and ready Equipped with pistols, shotguns and machetes Up against the military with the will of the people Would rather be pouring freedom than treated unequal Situations heated, now it's more than just a rumor From the east to the west, hear the speeches of Lumumba Fueled by Nkrumah and drafts of black agendas By the 1960s, each reached they Independence, but sense the life with less than necessary with the rest of the third world. Treated secondary, unable to bury the very tribe rivalries that had upheld the system and assisted adversaries. I envision every epoch and a shocking to me. The parts of the story that we ought not see. Atrocities lost descent. Stolen monuments, then economists calls it the hopeless continent. I keep an eye out so I can seek the lies out. Don't trust in shit. Get lit and find out to let the rhymes out. One line at a time, so we all shine. One Heart, one mind. Keep an eye out, so I can seek the lies out. Don't trust in shit. Get lit and find out. Then let the rhymes out. One line at a time, so we all shine. One heart, one mind. Keep an eye out.
out So I can seek the lies out Don't trust in shit Get lit and find out To let the rhymes out One line at a time So we all shine One heart, one mind Keep an eye out So I can seek the lies out Don't trust in shit Get lit and find out To let the rhymes out One line at a time So we all shine
Yeah, the tourism's run through them like a tumor in a ageism, sexism, racism, chauvinism, capitalism running through them like the rumor business, separatism, skepticism, modernism, atheism, television running through them like an organism, mechanism, despotism, poison in the ecosystem, Satanism running through them like a politician, hedonism, hypocrisy, nihilism, egotism running through them needing exorcism, situation, hedonism, adversary, demonism, to fix forms of religious spontaneity is a bad decision, capitalism, Darwinism, barbarism, formalism. <laughs> European fetishism, terrorism, running through them on the televisions, introversion, extra prison tolerance for bad decisions, exploitative be the savior to correct the system, paranoia, skepticism, schizophrenic masochism, escapism, running through the need of sedative, medication, complication, devastation, negative, I said devastation, negative, modernism has created modern prisons, Negro McCarthyisms, new colonialisms, pessimism, ethnicism, hoodooism, hypnotism, egoism, regalism, humanism, legalism, mysticism makes decisions from a purism, magnetism, pragmatism, altruism, pacifism, idealism, maximalism, rehabilitationism, ostracism, some small fish, ball for recognition, oppressive, or oppressed condition, sex addiction, next suspicion, vex conflict, and secularism. See, people need to villainize to offset this thing for their lives. Ugly human, ugly shame, corporate greed in Jesus' name. Anarchism, self delusions, visibly with no solutions, imposition, superstitions, violence, and contradictions, false religion, no conviction, compromise, commercialism. I said compromise, commercialism, work and vision, work for wisdom, full electromagnetism, who comes first, first position, rasping, missing, you've been listening, watching, infrastructure, behaviorism, false religion, plagiarism, broken system, you've been listening, innovation, prohibition, disconnection, broken wisdom, broken system, can't hold wisdom, detainees, and exorcism, egotism. Egotism, 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 alcoholism, fascism, rationalism, national tension, journalism, gorgostophilism, paparazzoism, mental world turnism, less trust, eroticism, socialism, narcotics, and occultic distance, superstition, ritual, materialism, serialism, habitual, inferior vision, consumerism. Tumorism, separatism, skepticism, desperation, nepotism, capitalism running through the Montezuma in them, ageism, sexism, racism, fascism, television running through them like an organism, hedonism, egoism, systematic narcissism, to empty religious spontaneity is anarchism, social Darwinism, barbarism, modern paganism, racism, division, ethnoplagiarism, selfishness, decision, greedy reductionism, obstructionism, justice, occupation, victimization, is a brainwashing, mind control, static stimulation in them, time control, mutilating the soul, full business decision, helping people cope, sell them dope from a new trope, synthetic hope, life spent walking on a tightrope, infantile masturbation, juvenile. No education, mental castration, a generation forced to labor for a nation. Lock the music production down, 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 now. Corruption need the medication now. They need the medication now. Corruption in a state of mass combustion. Green lust of dangerous repercussions to escape the rough case. Speak of rapture while still going after the things spiritually captured faster and faster and faster. Terrorism running through the morning television. Introversion, indecision, reactionism, hypocrisy, phony nationalism, dishpan, Africanism, material hypnotism, monopoly, militarism, deviisms, sadomasochisms, intellectual fetishism, sold on computers and televisions, exploitative the savior correct the system paranoid skepticism schizophrenic mechanism escapism running through them need a sedative medication complication situation negative modernism has created modern prisons neo-mccarthyisms new colonialisms pessimism aestheticism hoodooism hypnotism egoism realism humanism legalism ostracism skepticism small fish ball for recognition oppressive and oppressed position sex addiction vex complicated anarchism self delusions which leave with no solution imposition superstitions brutalism and contradictions fall into no conviction compromise commercialism commercialism recognition any decisions from a pure prism Pragmatism, altruism, actionism, activism, pacifism, rehabilitationism, no false essentialism, assimilation, corporate cannibalism, psychological limitations, and no imitation, competition, close consumption, parasitism, negative simulation in them, consumerism. <laughs>
You've been listening to Sounds of Heterotopia on Mutiny Radio. This is yours truly, DJ Ashik on the deck. And uh, that was Ms. Lauren Hill. Jamaica crossed with the UCPSA. That was consumerism. Uh, and that was something composed while she was incarcerated behind enemy lines here in the United Capitalist Prison States of America. Uh... I am here in the studio with DJ Roman, and this is Heterotopia that you are listening to, your international rendezvous and resistance here on Mutiny Radio. Roman, what's happening? Hey, uh, looking to stay alive in this fascist regime that we're living under. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so t- today's show, uh, Roman, Roman is dedicated to... Uh, the uh, celebration that goes on tomorrow Ugh. every year. Ugh. Uh, uh, the Fourth uh, of July, so-called Independence Day. What are your thoughts? I think it's gross, and I think fireworks are really unsettling for a lot of people, especially folks with PTSD. And this country—I shouldn't say this country. I want to be really careful about the language I use. When we look at how veterans are treated in this country, when folks come back and are, do not receive the medical treatment. Uh, and for folks who so many who come back with PTSD and then to like blow off fireworks, which are really upsetting for a lot of humans and animals alike, it, it just it seems so obscene in a lot of ways. And in addition to like so many other things that hol- I think a lot of holidays represent this idea that, oh, it's one one day a year to get together instead of getting together all the times of the year when we can. Right, you get you get to uh, spend the day getting together with folks and celebrate bombing other folks. Yeah, right. Which is nothing to be celebrating. Uh, let's let's. Uh, what do you say to a uh, indigenous account of the independence of this uh, of this country? Right. Yeah. With the dominance of British power on a world scale, the European struggle for hegemony in the Americas was nearing its end. Subsequently, the 18th and 19th centuries were to be a period of wars for independence that would force the European states out of the Americas. Foremost amongst these wars was the independence struggle that would lead to the birth of the United Capitalist Prison States of America. That's my editorial on heterotopia. We choose to be specific. We don't believe in the concept of the United States because the only thing that this motherfucking country seems to be united on is mass incarceration and capitalism, uh, i.e. Miss Lauren Hill's consumerism track that we just uh, heard. So we just choose to be more more specific. And throughout the show, you may hear me say UCPSA, United Capitalist Prison States of America, or you may hear me say it out. And I will also editorialize on anything that I read uh, because I want people to, you know, feel that. Um, So, emerging from the Great War for Empire, Britain found itself victorious but also heavily in debt. To defray the cost of maintaining and defending the colonies, Britain substantially changed its colonial policies. Large portions of the financial costs of the colonies were placed directly on the colonies themselves through a series of taxes. The imposition of the taxes incited the settlers to demand, settler colonialists to demand, taxes be imposed only with their consent. Mm. In fact, the 
question of taxes was part of a wider debate who should control and profit from colonialism, the colonies or the colonial centers. By 1775, settler protests and revolts had culminated in a general war for independence that continued until 1783 when the British capitulated and ceded large portions of its territories along the Atlantic. That the British colonial forces did not lose more territory can be attributed much to the participation participation of numerous First Nations on the side of the British. The Royal Proclamation was thus a strategy to dampen native resistance to British colonialism, as in the eruption of King George's War in 1744, when Micmacs allied themselves with the French, and following the Treaty of uh, Isle Chapelle in 1748, continued fighting the British, who then concluded a treaty of peace and friendship with the Micmacs, as well as a method of forming military alliances with First Nations, if not at at least their neutrality in European conflicts. As in previous European struggles, indigenous people were used as expendable troops, and the extensive militarization further consolidated settler control. The end of the war saw thousands of whites, United Empire loyalists, flock to Nova Scotia. They came in such numbers and spread so widely over the maritime region that it was considered necessary to divide Nova Scotia into three provinces to ease administrative problems. New Brunswick, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, and Ile St. Jean, soon to be renamed Prince Edward Island. To the south, the rebellious settlers were establishing their newly created United Capitalist Prison States of America. For the First Nations in this region, the war had been particularly destructive. The colonial rebels had carried out scorched earth campaigns against the Shawnee, Delaware, Cherokee, the Haudenosaunee, uh, uh, which most people know as the Iroquois, uh, which had suffered a split with the Oneidas and Tuscaroras allying themselves with the revolutionaries. Here again, the Royal Proclamation remained a useful tool in reinforcing the British colonial frontier and retaining native allies. Adherence to the principles of the proclamation remained the basis of Britain's Indian policy for more than half a century and explains the success of the British in maintaining the Indians as allies in Britain's wars in North America, even when Britain lost much of its North American territory after 1781 and its Indian allies lost their traditional lands as a result of their British alliance. The Crown purchased land from the Indians living within British territory and gave it to their allies who moved north. Having consolidated the 13 colonies along the Atlantic seaboard, the independent United Capitalist Prison States of America quickly set about expanding westward, launching military campaigns to extend the frontiers of settlement. One of the first of these campaigns began in 1790 under the order of President George Washington, consisting of about 1,100 Pennsylvania, Virginia, and, Virginia and Kentucky militiamen led by Brigadier General Josiah Harmer. The force was quickly defeated by a confederacy of Miami, Shawnee, Ojibwe, Delaware, Potawatomi uh, and Ottawa warriors led by the Miami chief uh uh, Michiki, Michikiniqua, or Little Turtle. A second force was dispatched and defeated in November 1791. By the way, George Washington, in native circles, was known as Indian Killer, folks. Mm. Just, just for those patriots mm. listening. Finally, in 1794, a large force led by General Anthony Wayne defeated the Confederacy, now led by Turkey Foot, near the shores of Lake Erie. Warriors who survived made their way to the British Fort Miami garrison, but the British former allies of many of the First Nations in the Confederacy during the Revolutionary War refused them shelter, this is the fucking Brits for you, and hundreds were slaughtered at the gates by Wayne's soldiers. Although the Confederacy was essentially broken, the Miami would continue armed resistance up to 1840. 
The, quote, Indian wars launched by the UCPSA continued for the next hundred years following an exterminationist policy that was aimed at destroying native nations and securing those remnants who survived in what was then believed barren and desolate reserves. Once the people were contained, we say then believed because later on they found that, like, fucking two-thirds of the uranium of the country was on native reservations, which led to further uh, annexations, oil too. Um, but anyway... Once, uh, but it was originally designated for native folk because they were thought that there was nothing that could be done with the fucking land. Um, once the people were contained in these Bantu stands, the next step was the destruction of native culture under the auspices of then emerging governmental agencies. As the UCPSA moved to a higher level of war against First Nations, it also began moving against competing European powers still present in the Americas. In 1812, using the pretext of native raids along its northern frontier from British territories, UCPSA forces attempted to invade British North America. Here again, Britain's colonial policies proved effective. An alliance of native nations who had their own interests in full implementation of the 1763 proclamation and European settlers succeeded in repulsing the UCPSA expansion. Mm. Amongst those who fought against the UCPSA invasion were the native leaders uh, Tecumseh, a Shawnee chief who worked to form a native confederacy against the Europeans and who argued that no one individual or grouping could sell the lands as it belonged to all the native people Mm. Black Hawk, a leader of the Sauk, who would also lead future native insurgencies, and Joseph Brandt, a leader in the Haudenosaunee, who was rewarded with a large territory by the British and promptly began selling off partitions to European settlers. In history, he is regarded as a hero by Euro-Americans, but a traitor by his people. Tecumseh was killed in battle in the Battle of Moravian Town in Ontario in 1813. In 1815, hostilities between Britain and the UCPSA were formally ended in the Treaty of Ghent, though neither the UCPSA war on natives or native resistance subsided, and that goes on to today. Yep. We think about uh, the water protectors yeah. at, at uh, Standing Rock. We think about Segorite out here in uh, the so-called Bay Area. So, uh... You know, I thought it was a little history lesson there. I, I hope that didn't uh, uh, bore too many of you. But I, I think it's really critical when we have these uh, Patriot Days mm -hmm. that we uh, recognize that we are still guests on First Nations land. Yeah. That we, all of us, that we are guests. Well, well, we fall into one of two designations. We are either guests or we are colonizers. Right, and let's just be really, really real about that. And if you look at all the vital statistics, if you look at um, infant mortality rates, if you look at domestic violence rates, if you look at rape rates, if you look at murder rates, if you look at so many variables, if you look at police brutality yeah. rates... I, uh, it, for, for, for obvious reasons, uh, we speak a lot about police brutality rates in uh, uh, against black folk, New Africans here in the country, um, and that, and, and I, I do not in any way want to diminish the significance of that. But the rates are are, are equal, if not even higher, yeah. in um, in in indigenous communities. So let's be really, really real. America KKK has not changed that much in the last few centuries, which means the resistance is still required. Absolutely. So let's go through the uh, let's go through the tracks here. Um, 
So, uh, again, that was Miss Lauren Hill, Consumerism, uh, a brilliant uh, poetic track uh, composed while she was incarcerated in this motherfucker. Uh, before that, we were uh, we heard some uh, 1970s uh, punk rock from Europe. We heard uh, uh, Panic um, off the album Anarchy in Paris. That was Metal Urbane, French uh, anarcho-punk band from 1977. Before that, we heard uh, Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. Also from the 70s. I don't remember the exact year. Um, before that, uh, uh, so I, I, by the way, I love I love me some uh, punk rock, but I love punk rock back when it before it became a commodity. Mm. Back when it was rebel music. Yeah, you know, and I think especially with the current events in France and uh, the UK right now, we need a little bit more anarchy in the UK, and we need a little bit more anarchy in Paris, right? Uh, so before that, we heard uh, we were we were in um, uh, well. Historically, Mali, that was actually Mandingo Griot Society, which is like a multiracial uh, 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 jazz ensemble that, that uh, incorporates traditional Malian music. Um, doing a rendition of the old uh, traditional hunter's song, Janjon, and that was Janjungo. And uh, uh, so, uh, I, and what I think is really interesting is how uh, if you basically play Janjungo, which is a traditional West African hunter's song, with an electric guitar with a heavy uh, uh, distortion pedal on it. It sounds a hell of a lot like Anarchy in the UK. It's a similarity that I, I find hilarious. Uh, before that, we were we heard from Seku the Ambassador, and that was uh, Homeland. Uh, it was a very Pan-African track. Seku the Ambassador is a uh, rapper, new African rapper, uh, based in Stuttgart, Germany. And uh, Stuttgart, Germany is extremely significant uh, to the affairs of both the world uh, and also the UCPSA. Stuttgart, Germany, for those of you who don't know, is the home base of U.S. Africa Command, more commonly known as AFRICOM which is where the United Capitalist Prison States of America conduct all their uh, war games on the continent of Africa from. And so uh, uh, I think that's, especially when we get to the news, I think it's going to be of, of, of uh, very uh, important significance. It's also really dope rap. But that's, yeah, so that's Seko the Ambassador from Stuttgart, Germany. Um, before that, we heard uh, a little montage. We heard uh, Darth Cheeto, a.k.a. Donald Trump, uh, uh, discussing how uh, proud he was that Frederick Douglass has been doing such a good job, uh, apparently unaware that, uh, you know, Frederick Douglass has been dead for centuries. And uh, we followed that with uh, a reading of uh, an excerpt of Frederick Douglass's speech, the meaning of the 4th of July to the Negro. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. I feel like both of those people, uh, uh, Darth Cheeto and Frederick Douglass, said it better than I can ever paraphrase, so I will just leave it at that. Uh, and finally, we started the set with Look At Us, and that's the Leonard Peltier Ames song uh, from John Trudell. Um, and, uh, you know, that was... Uh, uh, that was actually banned. That song was banned in the United Capitalist Prison States of America because it uh, for, for for decades because it told might even still be banned, but they can't they, they just can't do anything about YouTube and shit like that. Mm. So uh, uh, you know because it had too much truth and too much power in it. So uh, you know this is how we do Fourth of July in in uh, in resistance. So. Um, 
Yes, yeah, so we got a couple uh, couple things we're going to hit you with um, in terms of uh, news today. But I think uh, I think uh, what we'll do right now, we'll play one more track. I'm going to switch over to uh, Roman, let him rap with you a little bit. And uh, uh, so we're going to go. So we got uh, Rebel Diaz, uh, uh, and this is a remix uh, and an interpretation of an old uh, Labor song. Uh, remember, an injury to one is an injury to all, all that. Uh, this is Which Side Are You On? And uh, this is, uh, and it's not tongue in cheek. This is actually me, yours truly, DJ Ashik, asking you. We live in troubled times. We live in times of carnage. Think Yemen, think Syria. Times of fascism. Think the United Capitalist Prison States of America. Think Great Britain, England. Think Bahrain. Right? Um, so, it's not really a good time for fence riding. Hmm. It's a time where your brothers, sisters, cousins, aunties, uncles, mothers, fathers need you. Need you to take a side. And this ain't about no black, white binary. But it's about standing up for justice in all the many hues, variations, modularities that it flows in. Do you have it in you to do that or not? Which side are you on? We'll come back with you in a minute. You're listening to Heterotopia here on Mutiny Radio. We the people are the ones who gonna have to fight. We used to say, which side are you on? Which side are you on? The truth is, we're in so much debt that the only way out is revolution or war. So now the question is, which side are you on? On, 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 on. Which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on, my daughter? Which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on, my daughter? See, before I draw the line, let me welcome you close to all the folks who knew Obama sold the people of hopes. Gave the money to suckers while our community still poor. Withdrew the troops but started another war. Colonizing, terrorizing, creating the oil crisis. So they can make a kill on food and gas prices. Prisons are spinning, they trying to lock up the future. Militarized borders and control of computers. Want a stupid bump of music that ain't healthy for the shortest. Privatizing schools and policemen in the hallways. Can't be dormant, I'm a woke and rise up, be ready. Brought the family with us and we hold the machetes. Riding the fence, riding the fence. Too many people be riding the fence. Yeah, you say you ready for war, but are you convinced? I'm not convinced. If you're a rider, freedom fighter, crowd excited, then let's do this. We can make one big united middle finger to the U.S. Give me the bravest and the truest. Fuck the hippest and the coolest. We gon' spark this revolution and cross this off our to-do list. Put your foot down if you look down on this criminal system. Put your book down and get shook down like my niggas in prison. Don't be condemning and condoning their actions in one sentence. But keep your mind, you decide. Is you a patriot or a menace to society? So riot or sit by quietly. But don't pull out the flag and try to say you gon' ride with me. You flip-flopping like hip-hop. I don't get locked in that trick box. Get got like big and pop. Shit's got to stop. I am the people, not the big. I repeat after Fred. So please blow my brains out if I ever forget. I'm with the independent thinkers. I'm down with the movers and the shakers and the ex-handy drinkers. The non-smokers. The health 
advocates to non-voters The young bloods in the hood training like soldiers I'm on the side of the cats with the hood gardens The little child that don't color inside the margins I don't ride the fence, I cultivate my strength Cause if it ain't about power, it don't make sense I've been down with Boogie Down since BDP some brown pride And black power make RBG A OG told me choose battles wisely In the struggle, don't forget your children and your wife If you don't see me on the podium preaching it Every day I hope my every action is teaching it Cause revolution is a process It's not a speech or a panel Don't bite off more than you can handle Ten fools play with wisdom Who will stand and fight back? Who will play the victim? Trials and tribulations Injured generations Stolen history and outsourced innovation Battle tower fell Tribes are at war The battle story's not represented in the score The game's fixed Most of the faces and names switch Credit stolen for art, science, religion, language Technology, philosophy, and what strangers They paid in hatred for the knowledge of the ancients Power in words, actions, gun swords Ain't Panthers Brown Berets, Young Lords Pick a side, one sickness, one cure One love, one blood, one world, but one war Welcome back. This is Roman here. Uh, this is Heterotopia here on Mutiny Radio. So we're talking a little bit about the 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 country that we live in and a lot of the the systems that have been in place since before any of us got here and what we can do to either dismantle them or create new ways of living. And I think it's crucial for us also to continue telling our stories and to continue telling our truths. And that's one way if we want to get the folks who are not quite sure yet to have them really recognize exactly what's happening and has been happening for a long time. I think there's a lot of folks who refuse to acknowledge what's happening because it might not happen to them or might not happen to their friends or family. Yet, for a lot of us, this seems to be an everyday occurrence. There are folks who it people don't feel safe leaving their homes sometimes, people without homes. There's people who find injustice no matter where they go 
based on the bodies that they've been born into and how so the, the personal is political so i think it's also really crucial for folks to continue telling their own stories and to talk about what's happening to them and for folks to also listen that's perhaps like a biggest one of the biggest problems that people have been refusing to listen for a very long time and now we're at where we're at simply because of this because people said oh well maybe the democrats will save us or maybe x y and z will save us and if people had been paying attention earlier on, we wouldn't be here right now. And instead, we're just seeing an escalation of, of fascist tendencies through government, through law enforcement. And unfortunately, it's become very normalized. They pass a few laws here and there, and people say, oh, it's, no, oh, it's not so bad, or it won't affect me. And then things go back to quote-unquote normal for a little bit. And then it keeps on escalating further and further until we're, we're left with nothing. And we're seeing more and more news stories, whether it's like the travel ban, whether it's uh, the TSA exerting more control, the police killings keep on increasing, and this seems just to be... Uh, it's difficult for me personally to, to engage with people who don't quite acknowledge that. And yes, there are a lot of things that we need to do to acknowledge our own complacency in this and complicity, com being complicit within this, and it's also crucial to also work to create alternate ways of being so we don't trust law enforcement well let's create other ways whether it's talking to neighbors or creating other way community watch or community accountability ways that we can not rely on the state to take care of each other so i think it's also important to start working on finding how is it that we want to live there's a lot of things that we can talk about that we don't like that that's really problematic and on the same hand we need to also create the world that we do want to live in and i think that's up to everyone um, including myself in that certainly and it's uh, it's easier it's easy to complain about something than to create something new and also recognizing that when people do try to create something new they're often targeted it's not like this hasn't been happening for centuries people wanting just to live free and to take care of each other and to live off the land so it's it does feel like an uphill battle and it does feel insurmountable although we just have to keep on trying and keep on moving forward because there we don't really don't have a choice you know you're either with us or against us and i uh, earlier we were talking about like the, the idea of the binary and like i typically don't necessarily believe in the binary however if we're having folks who are trying to kill us you can either be with us or against us there's not really any gray area right there yeah, and and uh, I couldn't agree more. And I love I love two two things. What you just said about how if people are trying to kill us, there's no gray area, and also about uh, envisioning and not just stopping at the envisioning point, but creating, mm -hmm. creating the world we wish to see. Uh, there's a lot of uh, creative interventions, and uh, I feel like the wheels of history they they they. they uh, turn across a very uh, windy road yeah and there are a lot of these creative interventions that may seem humble or small at uh uh when focused on with a microscope but it is these little acts of resistance the, the cumulative effect sometimes there are massive things that happen but but i i i personally believe that it's these little acts of resistance mm. that um to pave the way that pave that road and pave the way towards uh acts of liberation yeah which which for me personally is what yeah i think it's it's also inspiring too and to recognize how contagious it is you know you see one person speak up or act up 
and then one recognizes that, oh, I can do this too. Someone else has done it, so I can also do that. And uh, you know, you it's it, interestingly, uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, you you got to visit that uh, museum of capitalism. Yes, yeah, it's over uh, in Jack London Square in Oakland, and I highly recommend it for folks to to check it out while it's there. So, oh, oh, so it's a temporary installation? Uh, yeah, it'll be there for a while. I'm not sure the exact. Uh, dates, but I think it'll be there for quite some time. So I, I love this idea of a museum of capitalism uh, uh, because it belongs. Uh, it, it belong. Capitalism belongs in a museum as a uh, as a historical experiment gone awry. Yeah, and that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Yeah, you could also say a genocidal program yeah, to, to uh, uh, <laughs> exterminate all those, but uh, 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 racially and class defined, defined elites. Yeah, and, and gender defined, and, and, yeah, and, and, I mean, and go down the, the list. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. But but uh, yeah. I, I, t- t- Tell folk about this uh, this museum that's going on. Yeah, so it's over uh, by Jack London Square, and uh, it's like just different artists have contributed to this exhibition, and part of it is interactive, part of it is just looking at objects, and it is certainly satirical in its own way, because how does one even confront what capitalism has done with, you know, as we're talking about, like how many people have died and lost their lives and continue to lose their lives based on the system that people still somehow defend, which I cannot quite get past. <laughs> Let's take a moment there. To, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to, and I guess we're all, hopefully we're all learning, we're all growing. And I think also growing up within this country, though, there's so much indoctrination, so much brainwashing to worship what, how things are, to assume that things are worse elsewhere, to assume that we need to continue to do things the way they are. And I think that's, that's part of the problem, too, is that people aren't questioning it. And if you do question it, then sometimes you're, you're, you're made to feel less than and or you're targeted because of that. It's this. It doesn't really. This culture doesn't really uh, open itself up to questioning what's happening and or discussion. It's very much this has to be the way it is. And if you disagree with us, then you're wrong, and you will face the punishment for that. Well, you know, you know, and it's and it's interesting, right? Because even that occurs even on the left. Uh, well, I don't know about the left, but the the so-called left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I was listening to uh, uh, Bernie Sanders on the radio this morning. Uh, this is from. It's not from today. I guess is maybe I don't know over the weekend or something like that. Or maybe end of last week. He gave uh, some speech uplifting speech in Chicago to some kind of uh, people's convention thing going on there. And um, uh, I, I put people's convention in quotes there. But, uh, uh, you know, but people that believed in, in his stuff. Yeah. Right? And uh, it, it sounded great, you know, but he was talking about it was revolutionary. Five years ago, no people were talking about a $10 an hour minimum wage, but now people are pushing for an as-yet-to-be-attained, in most places, $15 an hour minimum wage. And the fight for 15 now, 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 now I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a trade unionist myself, and I, I'm down with the fight for 15 and I think the minimum wage is shoddy as fuck, but is that really how we def- define our liberation? No. A slightly more no. uh, survivable starvation wage no i mean it's like the idea of like giving to charity it's still you're still working within the system 
you're still working with the system. And, and, and quite frankly, let's just be really blunt. $15 an hour in, the, uh, in this stage of late-stage capitalism is survival wages it's not yeah. you don't you don't set money aside for children on that shit or no. or, or, or 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 um you know uh able to uh, uh prepare for future you know uh, uh live out your dreams no that's like that's not being ass out broke yeah is what that does and this is not to say hey we are down with the workers. We are down with the fight for 15. We are yeah. down because we understand that even if these are crumbs that the capitalists offer, the crumbs is better than no crumbs. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's, just a, it's like setting a very low bar. But it sets a very low bar. Yeah. Right. And this is here presented in these, uh, you know, dude's a good speaker. I mean, it's presented in these in yeah. these cadences yeah. that are, uh, you know, as though, and, and people cheering and yeah, yeah. And, you know, granted, when you have the backdrop of Darth Cheeto and his billionaire yeah. cronies, I mean... I mean, that's the thing is like, look at who is in Congress. Look at the folks who are quote unquote representing us. Again, the bar is so low that it's like anyone who speaks even remotely part of the truth or anyone who even wants to help the people, of course, they're going to look great comparatively because so many of them are literally trying to kill us. Right, but we we can't continue to fall for this subterfuge, though, this lesser two evils crap. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just, sorry, lesser two evils, evil is evil is, you know, why the fuck I got to pick an evil? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but, but you oh. had some stuff that you got from the... Oh, yeah. The, so the one of the, the pamphlets I got there is the, the Capitalist Bathroom Experience, which is a pamphlet. And it talks about the struggle for dignity and relief in the capitalist era. And it, it talks about just throughout the history of, you know, public and private bathrooms and how that that those spaces have been used of course to, to separate people and from one another based on you know race gender etc class and so it's 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 quite lengthy here so perhaps at some point i might uh, might read into it uh for the for the listeners out there yeah yeah dope yeah it, you know you know i was really cool just the other day um i was at uh, la mediterranee which is this like kind of uh, UCPSA interpretation restaurant of Mediterranean cuisine, although they do have a pretty tasty uh, pomegranate chicken. Uh-huh. You know, um, we like the we like going to the place. I mean, it'd be it'd be it'd be uh, nice if uh, if more people were empowered to just share their their uh, uh, indigenous cuisine. You know. Uh, as an offering of love and an affordable price or whatever, you know. Um, but we, we get, we, we take at some points what we can get. And uh, La Mediterranean does a pretty fucking good job. But what the, you know, what I, what I was uh, on the topic of bathrooms, yeah. uh, what was really cool is they had uh, not, not just all gender bathrooms as a, as a working concept or as a working operation, but you know those, like, placards, the, like, the, like, mass-produced placards that have the little, uh, so-called man or the yeah. so-called yeah. woman, uh, on them, they actually had one of those for all genders. Yeah, yeah. And that was, like, that was... I, I loved it. I thought that was really dope. That was one of the first. That, I think that was the first time that I've actually seen the formal mass-produced placard. Yeah. 
for it. You, uh, I've been to a few cool, like, down places that have, like, kind of have, like, handwritten signs uh, or whatever. But it was the first time I saw the placard, yeah. and I thought that was really, really incredible. Yeah, those are cool. And I also appreciate there are signs that just have what's in the bathroom. So, like, it'll say stall and a urinal and a sink. So, it doesn't say – it'll say what's in the bathroom as opposed to who who – who goes in the bathroom because really people have to decide who's qualified yeah, exactly. to, use who's to say like, the, the toilet itself isn't going to say and as a trans person i've had like certainly not as many experiences as other trans folks have but like i've definitely my, i myself have been like kicked out of bathrooms like it's really it just imagine for folks who don't experience that on a daily basis what that's like to have to take care of your a basic need and then to have someone else police that to tell you you don't belong in here and that happens to it still happens to a lot of people on a regular basis and it's so it's so disgusting that and again it's like it's like part of the larger picture where people think they have an idea of where someone else belongs all under the idea of safety oh we have to protect women which of course that's this idea that comes from a lot of these very right-wing republicans who themselves are oftentimes embroiled in their own sex scandals and harassment uh, they of course get really transphobic and like, oh, we need to protect women, uh, which has nothing to do with things at all. They're, never mind, they're not talking about protecting trans youth and trans women who are often targets of attacks themselves. So it's, I mean, it's all just again it's part of the system. When people in positions of power end up trying to tell people where they can or cannot go. Well, it's part of capitalism. It's part of divide and conquer. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, l- let's be let's be really really clear. There is a profit motive mm. for this. And it's not to say that there aren't bigots. It's not to say that there aren't people that have quasi-religious or emotional insecurities or other uh, non-monetized reasons for supporting reactionary nonsense. But there is a profit motive. Let's remember what this country is based Upon. There is a profit motive for continuing divisions. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's interesting, too, on the topic of uh, bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So uh, when, when I think of bathrooms, one of the things that comes to mind for me here on the semi-fictional island of San Francisco mm-hmm. is, is uh, homeless folk and the right to, to, to you to... to, to uh, do the business, as we 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 say, right? Uh, uh, it don't matter if you're homeless or housed. You got to take a shit when you got to take a shit. You got to take a piss when you got to take a piss. The, the, your, your economic status, your housing status, does not determine this. And and you know, I was just reading this fucked up article by uh, Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez in the Examiner today. It was yesterday's actually Examiner. Um, where it's uh, videos described as gut-wrenching and sad of homeless camps along a popular San Francisco bike bridge were drawing debate across social media Friday and calls for change. And the San Francisco Examiner has learned that change is indeed coming. New funding in San Francisco's budget has earmarked funding to improve the nearby freeways, including the Cesar Chavez bike bridge, according to Supervisor Hillary Ronan's office. The route along the Cesar Chavez bridge commonly referred to as the hairball, is oft used by commuters from the Portola and Bayview going uh, towards Civic Center. It's useful for Caltrain riders 
who live in Mission and Bernal Heights. One such video of the route shared by bicyclist Chris Wadling shows him cycling across the bike bridge, which connects to Bayshore Boulevard and winds under US UCPSA Highway 101 and other roads. For the entire video, the camera captures him slowly pedaling by numerous tents under the hairball as people congregate near their belongings in the narrow bike path, shopping carts, recycling bins, and more sit in the path. The number of people living in tents is near constant throughout the video. Wadling described it as impressively depressing when he sent it to the San Francisco Examiner. So, I'm not going to read you the whole article. I think what strikes me is this is a precursor, right? So, incredibly depressing, gut-wrenching. It's not an attractive bike path. The hairball. And for the people in those tents, it's fucking home. Yeah. People are cited all the time in this municipality and others for doing the basic business of relieving themselves. Yeah. And there's not a plethora of public facilities. No, there's not. There's not. In which to do this. And they get uh, 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 charged with indecent exposure. Some people even get arrested. Yeah. Behind having to take a piss. Yeah. And now you're going to have articles invoking supervisors, invoking uh, 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 city and state agencies. Uh, a lot of the property around that was just described is, is Caltrans uh, uh, territory, right? Caltrans territory, right? But, 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 but no one's talking about the fact, you know, you know, talking about, oh, a debate over how a bike path should be and urban planning. And this is where people live. Yeah. This is their home. You don't like it. Maybe we could uh, use some of the multi-billion dollar San Francisco municipal mm -hmm. budget to build healthy housing and give it to people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that difficult in the grand scheme of things. You know, but so so the bathroom yeah. issue. Anyway, oh, yeah. long story sure. short, is is it's it's I, I love that this is in the Museum yeah. of Capitalism because yeah. it's 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 deeply connected. Yeah, and I'll read a little bit about this. Please do. Yeah, this is from a chapter uh, called "The Struggle for Equal Access to Public Restrooms." Until the advent of private restrooms in family homes, sometime in the 14th to 15th century, restrooms were public communal spaces. Using the toilet continued to be a shared experience well into the 19th century for the working class and into the 20th and 21st centuries for many in what was then called the developing world. Public restrooms in the form that would become common in the 20th century with separate facilities for men and women were a relatively late addition to capitalist life but quickly became central to people's daily lives. Further, as plumbing in private restrooms grew more commonplace, access to clean and decent bathrooms became connected to people's sense of worth and to social dignity. Capitalism, a society of great divides and equality, made gaining equal access to public restrooms an ongoing conflict that intertwined with larger struggles against racial and sexual segregation.
The civil rights movement in the of the mid twentieth century, uh, U uh, USPCA, as we're calling it, UCPSA. UCPSA. Okay, uh, was the first struggle to enter the domain of the public restroom. Racial segregation in the USPCA was enforced by laws and threats of violence and restricted black people from access to many public spaces, including restrooms. Pro-segregation officials relied on bigoted stereotypes and sexual anxieties to argue that racial integration of bathrooms would lead to the spreading of sexually transmitted infections through contact at bathroom facilities, and that sharing bathrooms might increase racial harmony, leading to more interracial marriages. Even after legal segregation was overturned in 1954, public and workplace bathrooms were sites of racial hostility and violence. In 1966, civil rights activist Sammy Young Jr. was murdered by a gas station restroom attendant after participating in a nonviolent protest against bathroom segregation. His murderer was later acquitted by an all-white jury. In the 1970s, almost 20 years after the official end of racial segregation, Patrick James and other workers brought a class action suit against Stockham Valves and Fittings Company, alleging segregation in hiring practices, testing, promotions, and workplace uh, facilities, including segregated restrooms. Inspired by the civil rights movement, women began their own struggles for equal access to public restrooms. The notion of gender segregation in restrooms began sometime in the 1700s, but it wasn't until a century later that the first laws were passed requiring this segregation. By the early 20th century, nearly every state in the USPCA had passed similar laws. While gender segregation in restrooms was later considered common sense based on biological and common sense is in quotation marks based on biological differences in the sexes and that should also be in quotation marks I feel <laughs> these laws were introduced primarily because of increasing tensions due to entry of women into the workplace as industrialization replaced the artisan modes of production in the USPCA gender segregation in restrooms was concurrent with gender segregation in nearly every site of public life. With the rise of pay toilets in the 20th century, women's restrooms often required a fee that men's restrooms did not. In 1969, California Assemblywoman March Fong Yu protested this fact by destroying a toilet with a sledgehammer on the steps of the state capitol. In the 1970s, the Committee to End Pay Toilets in America fought against pay toilets on general human rights grounds, but soon took a more feminist approach, countering arguments in favor of pay toilets with arguments in favor of women's rights. After holding a press conference in 1973 in Chicago, Mayor Daley outlawed pay toilets in airports, declaring he quote-unquote, did it for women's lib. <laughs> sure you did. Uh, pay toilets were outlawed completely in Chicago just a few months later. By 1976, CEPTIA had won victories in California, Alaska, Florida, Iowa, Nevada, New York, and New Jersey. And by the end of the decade, pay toilets were rare. The struggle for equal access to women, for women continued, however, in workplaces. As women entered the workplace in increasing numbers, they had to battle to win equal facilities. Most notably, a woman's restroom was not installed adjacent to the Senate floor until 1992. Wow. And the House of Representatives until 2011. The Supreme Court did not have women's restrooms until 1994, even though Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman appointed to the Supreme Court, began her tenure in 1981. Potty par 
parity laws introduced starting in California in 1987 required equitable facilities for men and women, introducing more stalls and women's restrooms to alleviate long lines in theaters and stadiums. By 2009, 20 states had potty parity laws. In the early 21st century, a struggle for the rights of transgender people to use restrooms aligned with their gender identity began to gain ground. In California, Assembly Bill 1266 was passed in 2013, providing for the rights of the public, sc public school students to use the bathroom facilities of their chosen gender identity, regardless of their legal status as transgender individuals. In 2015, Boston, Philadelphia, Seattle, and Portland all passed gender-inclusive restroom laws. The struggle for transgender-inclusive restrooms reached a boiling point in 2016 when the city of Charlotte, North Carolina, passed an ordinance to protect res residents from discrimination based on gender identity or sexual orientation in public restrooms. This led to North Carolina's House Bill 2, which prevented transgender individuals from using the bathroom assigned aligned with their gender identity. The US Department of Justice then sued North Carolina Governor Pat McCrory, the North Carolina Department of Public Safety, and the University of North Carolina. In response, the Obama administration released a directive arguing that schools that receive public funding are barred from discriminating against transgender students, which Donald Trump later rescinded upon his election in 2016. 23 states challenged the directive in court. The battle then moved to the courtroom, being heard for the first time by the Supreme Court. Struggle continued until the end of the capitalist era. And by the way, this this museum talks about how capitalism has, it speaks of capitalism as in the past tense, as if it has already ended. Though the need to use the bathroom is universal, access to it was a site of struggle throughout the capitalist era. The roots of segregation lie in the relationships between individuals and society under capitalism. Racial segregation in the USPCA was directly linked to the injustices of slavery, while gender segregation stemmed from anxieties about women's entry into the workforce, and by extension, the larger world. Essentialist ideas of gender linked to the oppression of women and tied to the capitalism's need for the nuclear family led to struggles for transgender individuals to claim their rightful space in the restroom. It wasn't until the fall of capitalism that restrooms became truly free. And so we have something to look forward to <laughs> because uh, I don't know that capitalism has fallen quite yet, but uh, you know, when it does, we can finally all piss and shit in peace. Um, I do want to add that uh, I, I very rarely have something good to say about any kind of state apparatus, <laughs> but um, in relation to this, uh, California in, uh, uh, in a law passed in September uh, uh, in response to North Carolina's House Bill 2 that was just that uh, uh, Roman just referred to, the bathroom bill. Um, by the way, what, what was not specified, the bathroom bill mandated people use the bathroom that matched their gender listed on their birth certificate. Yeah. That was the, the, the law. So in response to that, the state of California has put a its own travel ban. You know, everyone's heard of Darth Cheeto's proposed travel ban against people from uh, Syria, Iraq, uh, was it Yemen, Libya, and there's a few other countries. Um, but uh, California has its own travel ban that was originally targeting um, uh, North Carolina and now has been expanded yeah. to Alabama, Kentucky, South Dakota, and Texas. Texas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On the basis of bullshit 
bands like this. I want to flip uh, internationally for a hot second here because, uh, you know, so we played uh, some some uh, Malian derived music. We played uh, some uh, 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 French music with the, the Metal Urbane Anarchy in Paris. And this is kind of fucking me up here. This, this, this one uh, uh, piece here. So, uh, you know, France, of course, just recently uh, elected a new technocratic uh, uh, bimbo of a president, uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron. You know, his whole claim was that he was running on nothing, and everyone was like, oh, yes, that sounds good. You know, now he's going to, and, uh, you know, and then people would, were interpreting how they were. Well, if it's nothing, then it couldn't be that bad, right? Which was, all it was, was a way of him not saying anything so he could sit and do, like, one of the first things he did was promote as uh, prime minister, uh, uh, one, uh, uh, a member of, of, of one of the most reactionary parties that went down in flames during the presidential election because, uh, you know, their, their candidate was kind and all this corruption shit and people who people still voted for anyway which blows my mind um but uh, uh you know then again darth cheeto was under multiple criminal investigations when he was uh, anointed president of the united capitalist prison states of america so there you go for that but in any case for those who were still confused about uh, emmanuel macron french president emmanuel macron reinforced his commitment to fighting armed islamists in africa during a speech made at the french military base in gao northern mali uh, while also calling on more support from germany and other european countries remember stuttgart germany we talked about uh, ucpsa africa command aka africom based in stuttgart germany the trip his first outside of europe sent strong signals at the start to his presidency. While in Gao, Macron said France would be uncompromising in the fight against Islamic terrorists, Islamist terrorists in Mali. He also pledged to support uh, his support to Malian President Ibrahim Boubacar Keita, who met him at the military base in Gao, where an estimated 1,600 French soldiers are based. Both men called on Germany for further support. France de facto ensures Europe's security in Mali and other theaters of operation, said Macron. But other countries can do more in terms of backup, in terms of development and partnerships for equipment. I want to strengthen those European partnerships, in particular with Germany. He brought up this topic with Germany's Prime Minister Angela Merkel during a visit he made the day he was inaugurated. Currently, Germany is the largest European supporter of the UN mission in Mali, MINUSMA. Again, don't let that be deceptive. UCPSA, Africa Command, aka AFRICOM, is based in Stuttgart, Germany. Mm. But, you know, it's not good politics to tell all the black folk in America that you're running war games in West Africa. So let's just outsource it to Germany and France. Get the picture? All right. So France has been engaged in Mali since January 2013, actually long before that, when groups linked to, uh, uh, allegedly linked to Al-Qaeda took over the north of the country. Operation Barkhane is France's biggest military engagement at present. It involves 4,000 soldiers spread across five countries, Mali, Burkina Faso, Mauritania, Niger, and Chad, in the politically fragile Sahel region. Macron's visit to Gao fulfilled a campaign promise uh, to visit French troops fighting armed Islamists. Mm -hmm. Originally, he planned to do so on the day of his inauguration, but the logistics didn't work out, said Martin Michelot, a political... There's a, there, there, there's a uh, really good uh, 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 BCF 
uh, name. Uh, I have a French wife, by the way, uh, and uh, we have this term that we throw around: uh, 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 BCF, uh, Blanc Catholique Francaise, or or White French Catholic. So, <laughs> uh, um, uh, he 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 has to show already from the get-go that he has the resolve and the networks to carry this mission out. Key to building that credibility is his appointment of socialist Jean-Yves Le Drian as his Minister of Europe and Foreign Affairs. Le Drian was Defense Minister under Macron's predecessor, François Hollande, and managed the original French intervention in Mali, Operation Serval. Le Drian is widely known as Mr. Africa within the government. Oh my God, said Michelot. And he is now foreign minister. The vision he articulated during the past five years will be continued. Le Drian accompanied Macron on his visit to Mali, returning to an area he now knows well. Defense Minister Sylvie uh, Goulard also came along. Okay, so... I'm going to stop right there with the article. And let's break a few things down. First off... If you go back, much of France's status as a nation state is based on African colonialism. I'm going. We can go all the way back to the Second Imperialist World War, otherwise known as World War Two. Mm-hmm. We can go back to uh, that. Uh, uh, to uh, why? Why is this? Uh, uh, name is escaping me. Uh, 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 the founder of modern uh, France here. Uh, oh, what was that? Not De Gaulle. De Gaulle. Thank okay. you, Charles De Gaulle. Right with Charles De Gaulle, where where uh, he had actually prior to uh, any kind of recognition. Of, of of him or of the so-called uh, free French uh, forces had actually uh, set up a, a, a sort of geopolitical basis in North Africa. You can talk about with the rise of uh, the um, uh, Third Republic, right? Uh, I, I, it was largely based on uh, 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 colonialism mm-hmm. of Africa. You can talk about the fact, but but it goes so much deeper than that. So let's just, re- I'm going to spend two seconds on this because this was the only show and this was the only station on this coast of the United Capitalist Prison States and one of the only ones in the country that even touched on this issue because this goes all the way back to like 2002, 2003. The, the, that, that editorial by a French newspaper was bullshit saying it goes back to 2013. Try like a decade earlier. Here's what happens. In the late 90s, Algeria was a pariah state. In the late 90s, Algeria was having a dirty civil war and uh, um, people were being massacred, butchered all over the place um and uh they the the algeria is not run by the presidency it's run by its intelligence services the drs department uh, de la raison department de la raison 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 et de la sécurité i'm butchering the pronunciation it's the drs they're basically the algerian equivalent of the cia they run algeria okay let's let's get real about this and uh the goons, the spooks that were running Algeria wanted new weapons, but because the dirty war had given them such a bad name internationally, no, none of the arms dealers, UCPSA being the largest arms dealer in the world, would sell to them. Clinton wouldn't sell to them. 
you know, they couldn't get the toys, the new missiles and the new guns. And so because it just looked too bad. It's not that uh, the Clinton administration or anyone else in the world actually gave a shit about the Algerian people, but they, they, they couldn't risk the loss of face in terms of dealing with them. Along comes baby Bush and 9-11, right? So, so uh, baby Bush has his 9-11, and by the way, there's this little-known thing these days called the Cheney Report, which detailed how uh, uh, the future of UCPSA oil interests expected uh, between 20 and 25% of new oil to come from Africa. There's that little thing. And uh, so, you know, UCPSA has designs on Africa. Uh, Algeria still wants, you know, more weapons to use to subjugate their own people and the peoples of the region. And, uh, well, specifically the, the, the intelligence forces. And uh, so what happens is, Baby Bush, unlike Bubba Clinton, decides to cut a deal with the... Algerian uh, uh, security forces, Algerian intelligence forces, they say, okay, look, here's the deal. We've got this global war on terror. It's kind of waning. We're not sure how much support we're getting. We're getting a lot of blowback on it. We need a new arena. We need a new front in the global war on terror, right? Can you, cre uh, can you create a, uh, uh, a new terror zone in, uh, in, in the Sahel? In, in, in Western in, in Northwestern Africa, if you can create a new terror zone in the in, in the Sahel, then uh, yeah, we'll get you your guns. So they say, no problem. All of a sudden, there are these kidnappings, these false flag terror attacks, of course, always associated with Al-Qaeda. Later on, Al-Qaeda people did actually make it up there. But originally, it wasn't actually Al-Qaeda. It was actually Algerian intelligence operatives working with UCPSA and French intelligence operatives creating false flag terror events to justify giving guns to a brutal intelligence service in Algeria, uh, you know, and to, just, and to justify George W. Bush's uh, uh, expansion of the global war on terror so that he could say that it kept going so he can continue to siphon off all the resources of the United Capitalist Prison States of America and continue to convince brutal dictatorships around the world that it's a good idea to fight this global war on terror. So that's what that shit's about. Now, there's another piece to that, which is that there are indigenous people that have been in there in the Sahara Desert forever forever, and I, here I'm, I'm talking specifically about Toreg folk, mm -hmm. right, who have had a push for independence forever because the, uh, because that they are traditionally uh, 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 more aligned with with Arab countries because they have a, a different uh, belief system because they have a different uh, ultimately race or ethnicity than people in the southern part of the Sahel, uh, which are largely Black Africans. Uh, they've been marginalized, denied political representation, and there's been an independence push that was also backed by Gaddafi amongst amongst others. In the early 2000s. They made good on this independence push, but at the same time that that was going on, you had the uh, you had this these terror games conducted by the U.S. French and UCPSA French and uh, Algerian intelligence services to create the, the new uh, 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 front in the global war on terror. And add to this changes in uh, changes in UCPSA banking laws and changes in uh, laundering laws and stuff like that made the UCPSA a less attractive uh, port for cocaine and methamphetamine, methamphetamine money laundering. So 
Much of the cocaine trade in particular, but drug trade, narco trade, was uh, redirected from the UCPSA to West Africa to go up through, through, the, through, through the Sahara, go up through West and Northern Africa into Europe to supply drug users in Europe. So this is what the fucking war is about. And these sons of bitches, uh, and Macron, of course, remember the blank slate. Yeah is fulfilling this same militaristic, brutal, bloody policy, devastating uh, West Africa. Again, we're not just talking about Mali or Algeria. We're talking about Chad. We're talking about Libya. We're talking about Central African republics. So for, those, for those of you who, who even bother, and no one's reporting on this, and for those of you who even yeah. bother to, 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 to read the articles, they never talk about this shit. And it's all documented. You can look up everything that I have said here today. Uh, a good starting place uh, would be uh, a book called The Dark Sahara. Hmm. Um, and its companion, The Dying Sahara. Um... Uh, but uh, yeah so anyway I saw that article pop up today it made my blood boil um, it's also something again Heterotopia was one of the only media outlets in the country to ever report accurately on this and uh, on this this third uh, 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 of July I felt it important for people to understand what it means with this new president uh, of you know French Independence Day by the way if I'm not mistaken is the 14th of this month so it's also right around the quarter yeah. like oh, just barely over a week after this motherfucker so uh, can I ask where did, where did you find this article or wh what do you trust for like news wise so international sources well I tell you you gotta dig mm -hmm. you gotta dig actually um my favorite source for African news, mm -hmm. not without caveat, but there's a brilliant website called, uh, uh, it's www.allafrica.com. Mm -hmm. What it is, is it's actually a clearinghouse of Africa-based and Africa-oriented uh, uh, media outlets. Now, you have to be careful because there's everything from indigenous, independent African outlets uh, on there to UCPSA State Department media wires mm -hmm. on there to French State Department media wires to German media wires to Al Jazeera reports. So you have to be able to actually dig and figure out what your source is. But it's 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 brilliant and it has a clearinghouse and it covers every single country on the continent of Africa. Oh, so that's okay. a good starting place. Yeah. Also going beyond the news, um, a lot of this stuff you have to actually look at scholarly journals. You have to actually look at books. Um, uh, and go behind the news because the news articles are only going to say so much. Sure, sure. You know, um, but yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's extremely significant for me because, well, you know, um, there's much to be said about the cholera epidemic in Yemen that's going on. Also, UCPSA uh, 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 created uh, by their endorsement of the brutal regime of uh, Al Saud in Saudi Arabia, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, while people are talking about the devastation in Syria, uh, you know, uh, these are more of the the uh, sites, Iraq, right? The battle for Mosul. The, these are the places that people, and these are all worthy of uh, attention, and these are all worthy the uh, uh, especially from here inside the belly of the beast because we're the ones dropping the motherfucking bombs yeah right uh not we but the the, the ucpsa affiliated military right um but but there are places in the world that are 
that are being ravaged that no one ever talks about. And mm-hmm. and um, big on my list, hey, whatever. I'm black. I'm a Pan Africanist. You know, big on my list is is the damage that's being done to uh, to uh, brothers and sisters on the continent. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so uh, gotta kind of read behind the news and dig. There's other places like you know, like um, it's interesting. We live in this world of blogs. We live in this world of uh, of, of uh, fast-paced information retrieval uh, uh, via the uh, so-called World Wide Web. Uh, but when information moves too fast or moves in a uh, tweet modality, right, it's easy to get uh, Twitter-pated by small tidbits yeah. and i and I, I for me personally i uh, i really feel it's it's important to go behind behind all that yeah yeah and 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 dig yeah and also see how everything is connected yeah and uh but this is uh you know this is this is our world in on july 3rd and 20 Seventeen. I mean, anyway, this is where my head's been at as we uh, are on the eve of a uh, so-called mm. independence. Mm. Independence from what? For who? Yeah. Right. Are you independent? It's an interesting question. You could actually yeah. say it in the affirmative, depending on you know where your psyche's at. I mean, I definitely do not feel beholden to the government. To any government, for that matter, but uh, specifically to the government of the United Capitalist Prison States of America. But on the other hand, am I uh, independent in the sense of autonomous? Mm. No, I'm still subjected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough. It's tough, but I don't know. Where are you at? We're almost at. Uh, we're, we're we're getting we're winding down heterotopia yeah. time, and, we, and and by by that very fact, I mean we're getting closer and closer to uh, UCPSA. We blow shit up day. Where where are you at with all this? Uh, not completely hopeless. Just remembering how many people have been fighting for centuries. So I think that's what like keeps me going. Because if not, then what's the point? So, and I think it's also just crucial for us to keep on talking about it and to talk with each other and to keep on learning. There's so much information that we don't have access to or misinformation that we're told. So I appreciate what you're talking about with like the, the reminder to dig for the information and to also just concentrate. I think also just being brought up in this country, it's very much, uh, we're taught, first of all, a lot of misinformation, but then also to focus on what what's happened here as opposed to what's happened elsewhere, as opposed to also our relationship to what's help, happening elsewhere. So it's, and there's so much, like when we, we talk about the frustrations of the military actions, for instance, by this government, we can think about what's happening here and then also elsewhere. And it's just, it's so expansive and it's really all over the planet at this point. Yeah, and it's and, and well, and that's the thing. We have we have bases. The UCPSA has bases all over the world, not accidental, right? Not accidental, and we're not the only country playing that imperialist yeah. game. I mean, let's just be very, very clear yeah. about that. Uh, but what happens here impacts the entire, the entire globe. Yeah, and the globe impacts us, and the globe impacts us. You 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 talk about like uh, 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 refugees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so we're winding down here. Um, I, I want to take a couple minutes to talk to folk. Um, this is again, this is yours truly, DJ Ashik. Um, 
Roman is going to be taking over the show for a while, and I'm very grateful. Um, I, I'm stuck. Uh, I'm a working man, and I'm I'm stuck, unfortunately, uh, in a situation where I'm not going to be able to be with y'all um, for several months. And um, you know, th there is a there is a possibility that the uh, last three percent might start sliding through uh, on on uh, the last Saturday of the month for Black Poetry Night, and so I will get to wrap with you about that. Uh, I will get to wrap with you at that juncture if that uh, goes through. That's something in the process here at Mutiny Radio, but. In terms of heterotopia, I'm gonna be gone for a little while, and I'm Roman. I'm grateful to to hand this over to you. I'm I'm grateful that um, that this show falls into uh, uh, good hands, you know, and that we can keep this alive uh, uh, for 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 all you listeners. And uh, and yeah, I, I um, I'm gonna become a listener. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be tuning. I'm gonna be tuning in uh, with the rest of y'all. So, uh, uh, and uh, but I just want to say that uh, I apologize for the radio silence for the last few weeks. It kind of caught me uh, off on a sidebar. Caught, caught me. That's the wrong word. Like, it just caught me off guard. Let's put it that way. Caught me off guard. And um, and uh, so, but just because I disappeared, the beauty about community is that. Um, is that it's more than one person, right? And and it, it, it's all of us together. And um, and community uh, is resilient, and we are resilient, and the resistance continues. The resistance continues. Um, so yeah, Roman, thank you for stepping up. And uh, any any final thoughts before we uh, uh, begin the transition over? Yeah. Uh, just grateful for folks who are listening and grateful for all the folks out there and the, especially the people who aren't here with us who people who have given up their lives people who are behind bars right now and for centuries who have been giving up so much to for the greater good and I think that's just wanting, wanting to acknowledge that and also for being on a lonely land to, to recognize that that's right that's right and uh, I want to share my gratitude we'll end as always with the uh, 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 mantra which is Free the land, free all political prisoners, free your mind, and all power to the people. Just a shout out, by the way, 10 years of Crip Hop Nation, that is disabled folk, rocking it with hip hop, uh, just came out with a 10-year anniversary album, and uh, I'm gonna, we're going to slide out with a track off of that. Uh, this is uh, Daryl DMC McDaniels, uh, Flames, featuring John Moyer, J. Miles Kennedy. By the way, just in case you were wondering, yeah, that is the same DMC from Run DMC. This is hip -hop, Crip Hop Nation is, is, is keeping it live, is keeping it international. We're going to broadcast it here on Mutiny Radio, and then stay tuned because coming up next, we have Joke Workshop. This is where local comics test their wares, sometimes for the first time, uh, on you, the listening audience. Most of the time, it's funny as shit. Sometimes it's not, but that's the beauty of it. It's organic, uh, and uh, it's as it's, it's raw as it gets. It's a Mutiny Radio treat. It's hosted by uh, the one and only Pam Tastic or Pam Benjamin or whatever the hell else you want to call her, although she might have a response depending on what you choose. Um, so stay tuned, folks, uh, and stay tuned to Heterotopia. Stay tuned to all of Mutiny Radio. Roman, thank you again, brother, for taking on the helm. 
Here we go. normal greet each and every day as if just born are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a patter well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. 